Coming up, I'm going to walk you through how to avoid living a mediocre average life. And then what's the phrase that leaders have forgotten or chosen not to say and what it means for all of us? Let's go. Helping you get out of the matrix where life is just trying to get through to the weekend, trying to find a safe job, trying to get that degree for yourself or for your kids so it impresses everybody else. And it just leads to people being comfortable and then eventually miserable. This is the matrix that I just think needs to be destroyed. There are systems that have created it. We're going to expose these systems and give you the know-how. How you got there, how to get out of there. That's what the show is about. Let's go. How do we avoid living a mediocre life? Because culture is suggesting you do things that will unwittingly lead you to mediocrity. Let me say it a different way. If you follow the cultural norms, you'll lead a life of mediocrity. Average. Okay, let's just set it up. We start with how we're wired. We are wired to avoid danger. This is the intelligent design that God gave us, the brain. The amygdala in the brain, we talk about this a lot on the show, it bears repeating that God gave us a brain that is a supercomputer, and a portion of the brain is the amygdala, and it is designed for us to sniff out, avoid, run from, fight against danger. Okay? That's just the facts. Now, you can debate me all day long as to where that brain came from. comes from. I believe it comes from our creator, the God of the universe, and so boom, intelligent design. All right, now, so we're wired to avoid, to fight danger. So the flip side of that is to put ourselves in a place where we are safe, to avoid hardship. And so the temptation with that instinct is to become too comfortable. How many of you have seen the inspirational quote? I don't know who said it, but life begins at the end of your comfort zone. That always gets, a, you know, you see that all over social media. People like it. It resonates with our hearts. So reason that, that, that a quote like that does so well is because it really does give us a perspective that says, hey, um, life, the exhilarating, the victories, the love, the, the memories of life happen on the other side of comfort, right? Whether it be an adventure for fun with the family, for yourself putting yourself out there to love, to be loved, to have some risk, some challenge, to win physically, to start a company and be your own boss. I mean, this is what it's about. So we all understand that's why we resonate with it. But we are creatures of comfort. We want to avoid danger. We want to be comfortable. So there's a wrestling match here. And the idea here is to be in the tension between the right amount of safety, the right amount of comfort, but the right amount of risk, the right amount of challenge, 
those are the opposing forces, and there needs to be tension there, and we need to live in that tension. But society and culture tells you, through all of the commercials, the media stories, the systems, that you need to avoid danger at all costs. You can't watch television, you can't watch anything, any ad anywhere without something that's fearful that the product or the service is designed to help you with. And then the education system tells you, get really good grades, memorize, study really hard so you can get into a good college, get a good degree, and hopefully get a good job. Good is the enemy of great. How many of you have heard that phrase before? That's also true. So society and culture steers you towards safety and comfort at a imbalance. And thus, if we're not careful, we end up leading an average life and we validate it by saying, well, it's the smart, safe thing. And we don't have growth. We don't have adventure. We don't have challenge that we're pursuing and thus average mediocrity we get to the end of our road and we regret that we didn't do more so i want to just walk you through a bit of my story and this is a fast forward version of my story because i was 33 and i was working for myself i had the three kids with stacy at home i wore uh, a t-shirt gym shorts and flip-flops uh put in sweatshirt sweatpants on the cold days Every day. And I had a really nice home in a really nice neighborhood. And I had, I was comfortable. Joe Hankin knows. He 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 knew my life. I mean, Joe, I was comfortable, baby. Yes, I, you were. I had the good life. And I was slowly becoming miserable because I was not following my heart. I loved my wife. I loved my kids. And it was great. And I had so much freedom. And yet I was in a prison of comfort and it was eating away at me and I became miserable. So you know what I did? I'm going to walk you through some things that I did. And this is what you need to do to avoid mediocrity. First, I began to dive deep into my past and my story, my experience, my environment, what I was good at, what I enjoyed doing. And I looked at my entire life up to that age of 33 and I began to see patterns. I became very self-aware through this self-discovery process, and I began to have a vision for the future. That vision was no longer politics. It was about broadcasting and communication publicly. That's all I knew. I began to dive deeper. That's the second thing I did. I began to research. What's, what does the world of broadcasting look like? How do you get in? How do you move up? I looked at the broadcasting landscape, and I began to learn about it to see what does this new frontier look like? Third, I, I got to the point where I made the commitment to go for it. And I'll never forget, I languished for a while until one day I went and interviewed a guy about his broadcasting class, and I signed up on the spot. I committed to moving to a new territory. Then I had to share the vision with people who mattered most, friends and family. Why did I do that? I wanted to announce it so that I would be accountable. I begin to tell the people close, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing. Ah, it's a little scary. But in doing that, I put myself out there, and now it required some accountability because I had announced it. And then I just simply showed up. I showed up, but I kept showing up. 
after the broadcasting class. I stuck with it next. I showed up, and I got through the class, and I began to make some connections, and I got some basic skill set, and then I went and pitched an idea to a local sports producer through a connection that I got in the broadcasting class. And she said, send it to me. Show me. So I had to go spend my own money, get some guys that I knew on a crew that volunteered their time, and we created four segments for a cable news show. And I got it on. I proved myself. I can do this. And finally, I leaned on others. In the moments when I was doubtful, when I was scared, when I was confused, I thought this journey is wrong. It's going to take too long. I had two guys in my life, Les and Don, that I would call, sometimes in tears, sometimes in anger. And they kept me on the path. That's how you never will lead a life of mediocrity. Helping you unplug from the matrix that tells you you need to get a degree you can't afford, may not even be able to use, that tells you to live paycheck to paycheck and pile up credit card debt, that tells you that a mediocre, pathetic boss and job, well, that's just part of it. That's just what you got to do to pay the bills. That's the matrix. That's what it tells you. My version is you were created to fill a unique role. You were needed. You must do it. And you may not need a degree at all. And it certainly doesn't define your success. And you don't need debt to win. You don't need to drink your face off on Friday and just accept a mediocre job or a crappy job just because it pays the bills. Hey, if you're enjoying the show and that message resonates with you and you're watching on YouTube, would you help us grow by subscribing and then sharing some of the content on the show, specifically with people that you think need to see it? Hey, there are times where I put some stuff out there that uh, people don't like, but they still watch. Alex told me about a guy recently was, that commented on, on, on some of the content and said, I don't agree with him, but I sure do like the way he's saying it. And uh, so I get that, and I want to provoke you. Provoke being just challenge you to think. I don't mind if you disagree. Uh, if you listen via the podcast app, uh, would you follow us and give us a five-star review? That would be great. Okay. Hey, I want to speak to some people uh, who are near Kansas City, Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas. You may be in those areas or near those areas. Hey, listen, um, I'm taking a chance by going, you know what? I want to get out on the road and just meet people where they are. And if this show, uh, as I just said, is is compelling to you and you think it'll help you or some people uh, that you know who feel like they're stuck, they're lost, uh, they, they, they're in a situation where they don't feel like they can move forward or they don't know where they want to move forward, but they know they want more, my event called Breakthrough is coming to those cities. And I'm going to be speaking on the formula that will give you breakthrough. And then I'm going to just open it up Real and raw, baby. People coming to the mics, and we're going to do some interventions and breakthroughs, and I believe this is going to help a lot of people. Here are the dates. Kansas City coming up April 20th. Chicago, Illinois, May 16th. Atlanta, Georgia, May 18th. Dallas, Texas, May 23rd. Tickets are uh, at kencoleman.com slash events. By the way, we have a VIP ticket. If you want to spend time with me in a very small group, this is the ticket for you, the VIP. 
and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So again, KenColeman.com slash events. Check it out. Could be a great gift for somebody. I hope to see you there. I want to hang out with you in the VIP uh, opportunity. Okay. I touched on this topic yesterday. I talk about this a lot, but I want to go a little deeper today. Uh, my friends at Gallup did a survey, and uh, there's some other uh, data that I want to share here. Because I think a lot of you are right now hanging on by a threat. You're hanging on by a threat. And I want to reveal the reason why you're hanging on by a threat, and then I want to give you some perspective. Just 30% of workers surveyed by Gallup recently said that they had received recognition or praise for doing good work in the past week. So when they did the survey, when they did the study, they asked them, over the last week, have you received praise or recognition from your leader? And 30%, 3 out of 10 said no. That number's way too high. After all, how hard is it, leaders? The answer is it's not hard. It's just not top of mind. Now the question is why? I'm going to get to that. And what does that mean for you? What do you do about it if you're in this situation? Another survey by uh, WorkHuman, which is an HR software company, found that more than half of workers they spoke to didn't feel valued by their employer. Let's go further. 52% of people said the top reason they quit their job was because they didn't feel valued. Now, the reason they didn't feel valued is because they haven't heard the words, good job. Good job. You guys are doing great. Now, if I could gather every leader and manager in the world in one room, and I was speaking to them via computer all around the world, I mean, every language every industry, and I could look at every leader in the world, I would share with them this data. The reason that people don't feel valued at work is because they don't get the praise and recognition that they need from their leader. They will leave the company, but they're leaving because of you. You either did not give them this praise and recognition or you did something awful to them. So as I've said before, leaders, sometimes people leave you not because of something you did to them, but because what you didn't do for them. And what you didn't do for them is you didn't praise them. You didn't recognize them. Listen, praise is simply recognition. In order to praise someone, you have to see them. You have to see them doing something good. So the praise and the reward, because there's there's really two types of recognition. There's, hey, I see you. Good job. And then the second is, I see you. Good job. And I want to give you this for the good job. That That is recognition. And so I would say to these leaders, it's these two things. Say good job. Mean it, by the way. And be specific. And then when you can, reward. You don't always have to reward. 
But you mix it in there when you can, when it's feasible, when it's reasonable. But there's no leader in the world who can't at least one time in a work week look at the people that they are directly leading and say, good job. Because to say that is to, in fact, recognize them. I see you. We all want to be seen. See, that's that craving to be seen in our unique way. And then we want to be valuable. We want to be seen. We want to be valuable. This is at the core of all of us. Yes, we've grown up, some of us more than others. (laughs) But we're still the little boy and little girl who wants to be seen by their parent and they want to be loved. So the worker says, I want to be seen, but I want to be valued. I want you to tell me that I'm doing good. Whereas the child says, do you see me, mommy? Do you see me, daddy? And do you love me? The worker saying, do you see me, leader? Am I valuable? This is a soul craving. So, for those of you hanging on a thread, I told you I was going to bring it back. This may be the reason, and it's okay for you to acknowledge this. This is not something to be embarrassed by. I'm trying to give tremendous freedom here to say, this is what's really going on. Now that I think about it, this urge, this itch, this restlessness, this whatever that I'm feeling is because I've not been recognized enough. But see, to say that at first feels a little sensitive. It feels a little, ooh, am I a baby? Not if you're handling this with maturity. And so for those of you that are hanging on by a thread, here's what you have to determine. If this is the major reason why you're hanging on, you need to be okay to say, I need to find an environment where where the leaders are intentional and I'm getting this human need met. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is is this a temporary situation where you're trying to move up the ladder, you want to move up the ladder, and this position is key to the journey? And even though you're not getting it, can I get it somewhere else? Because if I can get that from friends and family and your spouse, and maybe some teammates, that'll keep you in the game long enough to stay on the climb. Leaders, if you're listening to me, I just gave you the magic keeping people. Helping you get out of the matrix, which tells you that you just have to manage debt In order to be successful, got to have that degree. And you're going to work for a mediocre to crappy boss just to make it to the weekend. That's what the Matrix tells you. Oh, see, I think you can be debt-free. I think you can do work you love and make a great contribution to the world. So welcome to the promised land. We're going to pull you out of the Matrix. 
Uh, let's go to Charles now in Springfield, Missouri. Charles, you're on the Ken Coleman Show. Brother Ken, it's an honor, and you and the Ramsey team have really changed me and my wife's life, so thank you, sir. Wow. Well, that's very nice and overly yeah. kind. You've changed your life. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes, and first sir. First and foremost, my condolences go out to the Nashville, the city of Nashville, and all that has taken place in this past week. Uh, my hearts go out to really just everybody and the families involved yeah, and the you. heroes, the law enforcement need to be um, standing on the top of that. They are the heroes. Yeah, thank you, sir, for those kind words. Yes, sir. So how can I help? Oh, absolutely. So long story short, me and my wife, uh, we've just been grateful. God has been so good to us. Um, she has been able to go through her entire undergrad and grad school, um, well, really in the middle of grad school, paid for um, through scholarships. And so I was dumb and took out student loans. And here we are in baby step 3B now. We have paid all those off. Um, so like I said, God is so good. Um, but with that transition, my wife is in doctor of physical therapy school, of course, for grad school. And in that last year, which starts this August, she will have to do nine months of four different locations for her residencies. And so really that puts a really just some, some hoops to go through with me and my career. Yeah. Um, I am actually at the university where she goes to school at, as a full-time staff member. I genuinely just love it. I really do. I mean, it's a, it's a Christian organization. I've never been to such just around good people in my entire life. Um, God has just placed that on my heart to, to share that. And, sure. Um, however, you guys have this, kids? No kids, 25, and my wife's 23. So let me read between the lines here to fast forward this. So she's got to go to four different states over a nine-month period for her residency. And, of course, you want to be with your wife. But, yeah, but you really love friend. you really love what you're doing. And I do, however, um, they have uh, offered a, a remote position for those nine months. However, I'm hearing you. I'm watching the shows. I'm listening to the podcast. I mean, I understand. I'm a people person, so I just love face-to-face -face interaction. Yeah. So I just don't know if that's going to cut it, Ken. I really don't know. Well, it, it, it may not, but, it may, but you've got two ways of looking at this. Um, would they sure. allow you to do the same thing you're doing now, but just remotely? Exactly. And without, is it, you know, of course, visits. Sure. Is it with yeah. the understanding that once the wifey is done with the four different state nine month thing that you guys come back to Springfield? So here's the kicker. Because she's getting this scholarship, it's really an agreement that she has to go work for the Indian Health Service um, after she graduates for as many years as they pay for the school. So that's going to be three years of service to an Indian facility or clinic. Where is and this going to be? Oh, yes, sir. That'll be, she graduates in May 2024 and we'll have to take her board license exam. And then that's where we'll have to, within 90 days, find a job or else they'll place her wherever. So you're not, so these Indian, you're not, there's not one in Springfield is the point. We're not exactly. coming. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but here's the deal. You, you have two options unless I'm yes, missing sir. something. Now you called me. So if you got a specific question, hit me. But as I listen Absolutely. to this. You have two options. You either stay in Springfield in this job you love, mm. um, and you guys couldn't figure out. I know, I know, but I'm just telling you your option, right? I couldn't either. Yes, sir. Or you take the remote position, and you get over the fact that you're not around your team all the time, but you right. are with your wife every day, and you just go, right. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to go with her, and I'm so blessed and grateful that they want me 
exactly. and are offering me this remote position. I am blessed because they just jumped out and said, hey, we'll we're willing it. to do this for you. Well, that's the no-brainer. Now, at the end of the nine months, what happens? Yeah, sure. we'll have to go to uh, an Indian, you know, it could be a reservation in Arizona, Alaska, Seminole, Florida. So like, my it could whole, be anything so, like that. So my point is, is that you, you stay remote up until that point. And then yes, once you know where you're going, you have another yeah. two options. Your other options, your two options now become stay in the remote role for the university mm-hmm. or college you're working with, wherever they take you or your wife, or yes, sir. or once you know where you're going, if it's Alaska, then you go, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to go. God, I like the warm. <laughs> I get it. But my point is your options are stay in remote for the entire three years, the nine months plus three years. And yeah. then figure out where she's going to settle down. Yeah. Um, okay. Or you remote for nine months. Once you figure out where you're going to be for three years, you go, I can't do this remote thing. I'm going to find a okay. job there. And I'm going to do the best I can to find the best gig possible for three years. Yes, sir. And I really have found a, a passion for seeing people win with their finances just through the Ramsey show and us going through our journey. So I really believe I took that purpose statement. I'm very serious. I was created to use my talents of connection compassion, persuasion, to perform my passions of caregiving, leading, promoting, and to accomplish my mission of service. I just love serving others love it, brother. by producing assistance and protection. I love it. So you yes, know sir. who you are and what you want to do. So you just have to, you're choosing your marriage first, which is going to pay Absolutely. off. Absolutely. You're not going to regret this. You guys are young. So yep. bottom line, if I, if I remember correctly, you guys are going to be late 20s by the time she's paid her time for this education right. you're debt free and you're still late 20s and now we get to decide where we want to go and um, you can do the kind of work you want to do pretty much wherever she lands so i think that's what yep. you do i think you remote okay. it for sure for nine months and then yes, decide sir. then do i want to remote it for another three years um until we get to this new season but look yes, you do sir. what you have to do so you can do what you want to do and <laughs> that's uh, right uh, I, I think that's what I would do if I were you, and I'm okay with it. And I've got the big picture. I got the long view here, yep. and so therefore I'm able to get through it. Even though you desire to be around people uh, in I your do. work, here's the deal though: uh, you can get community other ways. So wherever you guys go in that nine month period, you got to be really intentional to have community outside of work. And then that, then God you'll be good, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, he Absolutely. is. So you'll be okay. You can do this. Okay. And I do have to say, your Frank Sinatra impersonation with Miss Rachel the other day was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I sang uh, on the uh, Ramsey show, Alex. Did oh, you know this? beautiful tone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, sir. I'm yes. really torn right now as to whether or not I pull it out right now for people who didn't hear it. Joe's, oh, I'm telling Joe, you. Joe says no. Joe, Joe, Joe's very mean. Joe, Joe oh, does Joe, I love you. I know. He didn't want to hear me sing, though. Uh, but, you know, thank you, Charles. You appreciate yes. my uh, my baritone and uh, melodic tones. How about that? I think somebody was talking about going to New York, and I just kind of started singing Start Spreading the News, Alex. Uh, you know what? That's a very good idea. Um, hang on the line, Charles. Um, and uh, if you are close to our Kansas City event. I don't know how far away you are, but we've got a Kansas City event coming up April the 20th. It's called Breakthrough. I'll be there, and I would love to give you two tickets. So hang on the line, Charles. Uh, Christian, let's see if if he wants to come, or if not, if he knows two people in Kansas City, it'll be my gift, and he gets to take the credit for it. How about that? 
Uh, good call, Alex. Thank you very much. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the breakthrough event coming to Kansas City April the 20th. Tickets available at kencoleman.com slash events. And by the way, we have a VIP option that uh, you spend time uh, with me prior to the event. Smaller group. Going to be a lot of fun. So check that out, kencoleman.com slash events. All right, snapshot really quick here on, on, on this whole idea of, I talk about unplugging from the matrix where you kind of go, I'm going to do things my way. Here's a young couple. She's got her path. I know what you were thinking, Joe. I did it my way. There it is. Uh, boy, it just it was meant to be. But here's, in all seriousness, here's a young couple. He knows what he loves to do. He's doing it. She knows what she wants to do. They got to go do it, and it's going to be a bit of a journey. She's got to pay her dues. Education's free, but she's going to have to pay some time on the back end of that, and then they start their life together. But they're doing the education debt-free, and they're going to have no shackles when it's time to fly. I love it. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Press on. Thanks for listening to the Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.